it's good for me to be here. When you're my age, it's good for you to be anywhere. <laughs> but uh, it's been several years since I was here, and uh, thank the Lord for the opportunity to be back. Spent several years over in the other valley, over around the Anasir. Had a wonderful time over there, and it's just good to be back in Wales. We've read the scripture in uh, Romans chapter number one. Paul has a desire. A desire is to go to Rome and preach to the people at Rome. And he expresses that. So I want to ask you this morning, do you want a trip to Rome? And if you did, how would you like to go to Rome? If you notice, as they read, he said, if by any means. Uh, that's pretty open book, isn't it? I say, I'd like to go to uh, Anasir by any means. You may take me by Cardiff and you may take me, no telling where, but finally I'd get there. Have you ever learned or ever thought about the fact that when you pray, you need to be specific? Uh, you say, well, Lord, bless all the missionaries. Well, who is that? Well, Lord, bless all the pastors. You never know if he does or he doesn't because you don't know really who you prayed for. And so uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Paul had a desire to go. He said, I'm debtor to you. He said, uh, I'm not ashamed to go. And I want to preach the gospel to you. Now, I don't know. <clears throat> you might could tell me, but I, I don't know. I think that what Paul had in mind was going to Rome and preaching to the multitudes and having a great ministry in Rome. It's not going to work out that way. He said, if you can get me there by any means. Now, when I decided to come to Wales, I didn't say, Lord, get me there by any means. I bought a ticket. Not only did I buy a ticket, but I reserved the motel room. Not only did I reserve the motel room, I reserved a van to get me to Wales. I took care of the situation. I knew how I was going to get here, knew where I was going to stay, knew all about it. That's the way I like to go. Somebody said, well, why don't you come see me? Well, how am I going to get there? Uh, are you going to take care of it or am I going to take care of it? What's going to happen? How's that going to happen? But uh, Paul said, Lord, I, I want you to get me there by any means possible. And he will. He's going to be in Rome. And there's a strange way that God got him there. He didn't buy him a ticket. I mean, uh, United Airlines, British Airways were not, was all booked. They couldn't, how's he going to get him there? You say, well, I don't know how he's going to get him there. Well, you, you understand the scriptures tells you how he got him there. In Acts 28, 14, it says where we found brethren and we desired to tarry there with them seven days. 
and so we went toward Rome. The Revised Standard says there were found brethren who invited us to spend a week with them, and so we came to Rome. He's with a group of people, and in Acts 27 28, it gives the details of that trip. And it is not a good trip. It's not a trip you would want to take. Uh, but God's going to get him to Rome. First, by appealing to Caesar. They were going to put him in jail, and he appealed to Caesar because he was a Roman citizen. And after he appealed to Caesar, we find that uh, they put him on the way to Rome, and he experienced a treacherous easterly wind. Then uh, in that storm, they threw out all of the tackling and, and everything that was on the boat, trying to save themselves, and then they suffer shipwreck. Now, he's going to Rome. Do you think that's the way he planned to go to Rome? Uh, we don't plan for the hard things. We plan for the easy things. Uh, I want to I go. People come to America and say, you Americans don't walk anywhere. You, take a, you, you, you get in your car to go to the mailbox. Uh, and that's about the truth of it. But uh, here is Paul. Now he's shipwrecked. Where does he want to go? He wants to go to Rome. And then, uh, then he had to share an island with barbarian people. But then he did arrive in Rome. But I want us to notice the request and the way the answer came. If by any means, and by what means did Paul get there? By the means of appealing to Caesar by the means of, of an infuriated mob in Jerusalem, by means of Felix, Festus, and Agrippa, by the means of pearls of foes, pearls of false brethren, pearls of heathen, pearls of, of the great deep, pearls of starvation, and uh, his regret was, if by any means. You can get me there. In verse 11, that was read to you this morning, he says, uh, I want to come see you. I have a longing to see you. In some ways, I can understand what Paul's saying. Have you ever uh, wanted to see somebody or be somewhere? And that was about all you could think of. I don't mean for eternity, but for a while, you just had that burning desire to see some folks. And you wanted to go somewhere. And you knew what you wanted to do when you got there. I just want to have fellowship with these people. I think Paul is saying, man, I, I want to meet these Christians that are in Rome, and I want them to impart some stuff to me. I'm going to impart some to them. We're just going to have a good time, and I'm going to preach in the Colosseum, maybe. Not the way it's going to work. And uh, in Romans, uh, again, in verse 11, he said, I want to come to you. I want to see you. I want to impart a spiritual gift. And uh, 
when he comes, how does he minister in Rome? Oh no, he don't go to the cathedrals. Uh, he don't go to the Colosseum. Uh, he don't preach the multitudes. Uh, he goes to prison. And when he goes to prison, he preaches. Two, three, four, maybe at a time. Do you think that's the reason he wanted to go to Rome, to go to prison? No, I don't think so. I think he, in fact, he stated, I, I want to come that I can impart some things to you. I, I want to preach to you. But instead of preaching, he's in prison. You say, well, I, 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 I don't understand that. I don't think Paul understood that. But you and I can understand it. Why was Paul in Rome? Paul wasn't in Rome to preach the gospel to multitudes. If he hadn't been in prison in Rome, you would not have the prison epistles, which is some of the greatest uh, literature of the New Testament. And it was Paul is going to write it because he's in prison, chained between two guards or with two guards all the time, never having the opportunity to go out and preach, but he preaches to millions. Well, no, not in his day, but with his writings. You and I have them today, and we read them and understand that Paul uniquely was the apostle to the Gentile. And so we have the truth of the word of God uh, because he was there. Now I want to ask you three questions. I said earlier, when you pray, you ought to pray specifically. Uh, you say, Lord, bless all the preachers. My name's Ed Moore. If you pray for Ed Moore and God blesses me, you can say, had an answer to prayer. If you pray for everybody, you don't know. You don't know where anybody got blessed. And if anybody does get blessed, you don't know if it's because of you or that you had prayed for them. And so we need to be specific with it. And uh, uh, Paul was not specific. I'll give you an illustration. Many years ago, when my daughter was about five or six years old, we took her to the doctor. They examined her and they told us they had leukemia. And heartbreaking. So we had to take her back every week. Every week it was worse. They didn't tell us she was going to die. They just told us she had leukemia and it was bad. And one night I went in and uh, got off work and there was a little fire in the fireplace and I knelt down by that fireplace and I said, Lord, I'd be appreciative if you would heal my daughter and let me see her grown. He did. did exactly that. But I didn't go far enough because just a few years ago, she got cancer. And 
And I'm saying, Lord, I'm sorry I didn't ask for more. You see, you can't ask too much of God. You, you, and you can't, you can't outgive God. In fact, you can't do anything that God can't do, ought do for himself. And so if you're specific, you understand that God's answered that prayer. I prayed for people to be healed. I'll give you another illustration. I prayed a lady had come to uh, our church when I was in Chicago, and she said, I've got to have bypass tomorrow, and I wish you'd come. And the elders of the church, and you'd anoint me with oil and pray for me. We did. And I said, uh, now I want you to understand, I've done what the scripture says. I had no guarantees with this from me. I'm telling you, I did what the scripture says, and that's all I can tell you. The next day, I went to the hospital, and I went in a room, and the uh, doctor come in and said, uh, Ruth, I don't know what happened. When you were here just a few days ago, there was a blockage. And now there's no blockage. He said, I don't know what happened. And she looked at me and said, we know what happened. So when you pray, pray specifically. And then not only that, but uh, be willing for God to answer your prayer his way. Uh, Paul may have thought, man, I'm off to Rome. God's going to get me to Rome. I'm off to Rome. I'm going to have a prosperous journey. But it was a terrible way for him to get there. But Felix and Festus, he got to witness to. He got to carry the gospel to people that probably would never have heard it if it hadn't been for him trying to get to Rome. And the people on the ship got to hear the gospel and see what God could do. And so God's doing it his way, and someday, sometimes we don't like the way God does it. And the next thing, don't ever push the door open. God opens the doors. He says, I'll open the door, I'll close the door. And if you push the door open, you're not sure what's behind it. But if God opens the door, you know whatever's behind it is perfect. And so you can just go through the door that God opens. And he finally arrives in Rome the moment God wanted him to be in Rome. God caused Agrippa, Festus, Felix, and Caesar to fulfill his will. You say, well, I don't know why Paul had to go through that. Why did Job have to go through his? Many in the scripture had to go through all devastating things. And Job said, let him slay me. Still I'll serve him. Well, though the woodworms did, uh, eat, uh, eat my flesh, destroy this flesh. Yet with my eyes, I'll see him. 
You see, the trials and tribulations of this life will make you conform to the will of God or make you deformed Christians. And so therefore, Paul is, uh, is not pushing the door, but he's going through the doors that God has opened. And uh, God uh, may put you in a storm to fulfill his will. I, I'm sure you and I can talk about it. Well, he was in a storm and he had this and that was, that's pretty bad stuff. <laughs> you're not in that storm. When you're in that storm, it's a different situation. I got a text yesterday. It was uh, uh, something like 50 mile an hour winds where I live and terrible rains and they were in a tropical storm and I said, well, that's bad. But if I, was it, if I was there, it would really be bad, if you understand what I'm saying. And so therefore, we endure things, we observe things, but then we have to deal with the things. So are we willing to have our prayers answered his way? Uh, there's many things that have happened in my life. Some men pastor a church, they there all of their life. That hadn't been my experience. It's been my experience that um, I don't know how to ex uh, express it, but it seemed like at time God put me in a place that, man, I didn't want to be there. I just Lord, why am I here? Uh, we were in Knoxville, Tennessee, and my wife said Knoxville, Tennessee is purgatory if there is such a thing. And we had some difficulties <laughs> in Knoxville, Tennessee. So why did I have to experience that? I didn't want to be in what I was in, and I was honest the reason I went there, and I was working with a group, and uh, I found out they were not honest. And I, Lord, move me out of here. The Lord said, hang on, bud. You ain't moving yet. Then I went to Chicago. Then I went to Raleigh. Then I went back to Indiana. And then I come to Wales. I'll tell you how I got to Wales. I didn't want to come to Wales. I'd been praying God send somebody to Wales. You, you ever been there? Lord, I wish you'd send somebody to Wales. But I started work up in Indiana and uh, I told them I'd just be there for two years. And my two years was up and uh, church was doing really well and we turned it over to another fellow. And uh, I lay down one night and I turned towards the wall and I said, Lord, you open the door and I'll go anywhere. Bad mistake. <laughs> I meant anywhere in North Carolina. But I didn't say that. I said, I'll go anywhere. With my hand up, telling you the truth, the next day, Ivor Jenkins called me and said, I uh, understand you're looking at church. I said, yeah. He said, we got one here in Wales. I said, no, that's not, no, 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 no. 
but it was by that means. And uh, when we got, got to Wales, my wife's happy as, she was happy as Larry. Man, I'm going through all, all kinds of depression and, and uh, all kinds of problems. But nobody knew about them because it was, it was a private thing. I, I just, it felt like my world was caving in. But what I'm saying is, if I had said, Lord, open up any church or any work in North Carolina, it might have been different. But I didn't do that. I said, I'll go anywhere. And this is where I went. And uh, Onaseer has never been the same since I come to Good or bad. And, uh, but Paul wanted to go to preach. God wanted him to write. And he did. So I'm asking, would you be willing to answer God, uh, God to answer your prayer in his way, in his time, and for his purpose? That's what he did for Paul. It was in his time, not Paul's time. It was for his purpose. Uh, I'm sure that Paul was a little bit distraught. Man, I'd like to be, I'd, I'd like to be with the Christians. I, I, I'd like to be teaching. I, 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 all I can do is sit in this prison and write. Thank God he was there, amen? Thank God he was there because we have so much truth that was given to us because he was there. Sometimes you may not understand. You, you may say, you may be praying for something and everything else is happening, but sooner or later, God, we call it show up. God can't just show up because he's everywhere. But we see how he works in our life. Robert, Nicole wrote this. He prayed for strength that he might achieve. He was made weak that he might obey. He prayed for health that he might do great things. He was given infirmities that he might do better things. He prayed for riches that he might be happy. He was given poverty that he might be wise. He prayed for power that he might have the praise of men. He was given disappointment that he might feel the need of God. He prayed for all things that he might enjoy life. He was given life that he might enjoy all things. He had uh, received nothing that he asked for, all that he hoped for. His prayers were answered and he was greatly blessed. God will answer. Someone said he answers one of three, uh, one of two ways, or one of three ways. Yes, no, and wait. I had a good friend said there's a fourth way. Yes, no, wait, and that's just plain stupid. <laughs> And I think sometimes that's the way it is. Thank you for allowing me to be here today.
Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this place, for these people, and for the work they're doing here. And I pray that you would bless and prosper it and uh, use it for your own honor and glory. And we'll praise you for all you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, brother. What a blessing this morning. See, life doesn't go the way we planned it. But one thing we know, God is in total control. We see his ways and not our ways. But like we heard this morning, let's be specific. And I truly believe that God is going to start opening doors, honestly, as, as we know we're in the last days of time. And for each and every one of us, God has got a calling, God has got a plan, and he's going to start opening doors. But it's, you know, it's for us just to just to walk through those doors and totally trust the Lord. Amen. Thank you, brother, this morning. So as we, uh, we're going to combine, combine our, our closing hymn and our offertory this morning, so it's time to give, obviously, back to God what God has so graciously and faithfully given to us. So, Brother Dad, if you could come up, please, and, uh, and pray. Our song this morning is 296. No, not one. So, Brother Dad, you can pray, please, and then we'll sing our last Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity, Father, to gather again in your name, Lord. Thank you for the precious word you've just heard from Brother Edmore, Lord. It's a blessing to see him, Father. I've not seen him for a long, long time, Father. I pray that he'll take the message through the week, Father, and he'll be a guidance through the week, Father. Please help me to call on your name, Father, when you're feeling low and when you're feeling good as well, Lord. I pray for the, the tie, Father, use it for your honor and glory, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Before the music starts, um, Kelly and myself were part of that church you came over to in uh, 1997, and it's a blessing you came because um, you baptized me and Kelly 25 years ago now. So um, I'm glad you opened that door. Amen. Good to see you. Amen. <coughs>
Amen. You may be seated. But what an act last time. Amen. So we're just going to go through a, a few announcements this morning.